Hello everyone, this is Bobbin Threadbear, and welcome back to Fighting in Harmony, a Lancer campaign. Where we last left off, the vanguard of the revolution made their landing in the archipelago of base, and made contact with a warlord who has proven to be amenable to foreign interference. One uh, Peter Polemos. You met in the rather unfortunate native habitat, but as quickly as you could, you made plans to head off to his island of Neonaxos, where you got to meet his crew, his people, and he laid out for you the three main rivals he has for control over the islands, those being Aliki Lacadaemon, Heracles Zephsios, and Marina Tykeri. The three of them each have their strengths and weaknesses, and as Polemos has explained, he is sort of the second best at all three of their specialties, hence why he needs something else to come in and tip the scales in his favor. Now, you didn't want to make a final decision as to who you approach and how, until the last lingering member of the uh, vanguard made his appearance. And so you spent the rest of the day retrofitting your mechs to be amphibious in various ways. You went to bed that evening, and in the morning you awoke to receive a recorded message that had been sent to all three of your uh, phones. Hey, Clive, Clive, put your whole body into stabbing that dude. Come on, make it hurt. Hey, hey, Johnny here. On the way back from the last mission, I see visions of futures that could happen, futures that will happen, futures that might happen. There's a lot of people trapped and they're working on building more time knives. So, yeah, uh, I, I've been with my gang in Tanner. So, uh, look. Mate, mate, shoot him, not not me, him. Yeah, that's it. So, there's a bunch of for-profit prisons. Me and the crew are currently infiltrating a place that has the names. Um, we think there's probably political prisoners. Ugh, the blast goes on the other way round. Do you want to blow us up? Come on, get it together. Right. When I dream, I no longer see the happy dreams I used to have. So we're going to steal the names of the political prisoners, then my crew are going to start infiltrating the prisons. Hope you guys can come along soon. Um, I'll try and get back to you as fast as I can. But yeah, we need to stop them making more time knives. The time knife is alive. And you guys make fun of me for having stared into it, but the time knife knows. The time knife wants to make me one with him. Right, um, shit, I gotta go, bye. Okay, I muted myself so that I wouldn't interrupt all that just fucking cackling. Did Johnny figure out how to make LSD in the replicator? I think so. Also, uh, out of character, I'm really happy for the uh, I'm really happy for the recap because I kind of forgot everything except the pig fucking. <laughs> well, it looks like we don't have to worry about Johnny's opinion about anything for the time being. I never worried about Johnny's opinion to begin with. Neither did I. 
I worried about it in so far as it would get in our way. This is true. Why is he like us? We're terrible friends. Because we let him kill people. True. I'm not his friend. Also that. Let's get on task. So, without having to take him into consideration. Put him in contact with people who make weapons, which, in retrospect, was maybe not a great decision. I think that we had decided we wanted to start with a leaky and we were just trying to figure out whether we wanted to go in loud or quiet. Aliki is the pirate queen. Right. Choices are try and get hired aboard one of her ships and then get a face-to-face -face with her and talk her into becoming a subordinate to Peter Palemos, or else just fucking bum rush her main ship that she is on with our mechs and cut her the fuck down and say fuck you we've got the biggest dicks we're in charge now that was the one with the blamo said we will probably have to kill anyway right yeah he she's the one he said might be better off dead in so far as the execution of our plans here. In particular, he said that she tends to be very mercurial in her decision-making process and thus would not make a stable ally. She just kind of does things. She doesn't really commit to anything. It's just, oh, oh that sounds like she's... a good time. I'll go do that. She's the Johnny of the group. Oh yeah, that's right. We were, there was something about like what would ha we were wondering what would happen if our Johnny met their Johnny. <laughs> well, no, their Johnny is Hercules or Heracles. Sorry. Oh, true. Alcides. Fuck you. Also, these nuts. The <laughs> the thought was let's put Johnny and Heracles in the same room and see what happens. But no, Heracles was the one we I thought we should do last. I think where the bait was like if like they fight or fuck, either one was going to be to the death. But just how it was going to happen. It's because Heracles has the giant ego out of the the giantest ego, considering his name is like what the ultimate son of the ultimate god or some horseshit like that. Well, the most literal translation would be Heracles, the son of Zeus. Yeah. So, he's he has a giant fuck-off ego, and so does Johnny. So the idea was, let's put them in the same room and see what happens. But that's off the table now. For now, we just, we need to commit to a plan of action for Aliki. It's like when Japanese kids get, like, the stag beetles and the praying mantises and make them fight, and then we get Pokemon. <laughs> so, in character... I think Connor would be for the the sneaky try and convince her side. Add a character, I'm pretty sure like that that will bite us in the ass in the long run. And so my out of character vote is just let's just fucking bum rush her. Let's just get our mechs and get her ass. I mean that 
the option is also sneak in and assassinate her. Oh, true. Sneak in and assassinate her is also true. And I would just like to underline that Peter Palemos has promised to offer support for the more stealthy approach, but believes the whole go straight in with the giant yacht is a bit too suicidal for his tastes. Okay. In character and out of character, I'm in favor of the assassinator thing. Yes, now that I know assassination is on the table, I am also, in and out of character, leaning more towards that. You ever wonder what this sounds like out of context? Like if someone were just like be in the room at the time you were recording? Like, oh, I didn't know assassination was an option, let's do that. Not a single second have I considered that, and I will continue never to, ever again. I mean, that's why I have the same introduction for each episode, is to make sure that people listening here uh, know that what we're talking about. Hi, NSA. The NSA, I just get freaked out by that anymore. Sounds like we've got a consensus. I have no idea how I will contribute to a sneaky assassination plan, but I'm willing to be helpful. Well, I have no idea either. I would say you could be bait, but let's be honest, that's going to be Connor. Connor's bait. <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of bait. You are a high-value target, technically. True. But also, Connor is just, like, there. I'm right there. I am I right there. I believe that you could make someone want to kill you very quickly. I'm surprised you guys haven't already. Well. You know, all of averages, buddy. <laughs> Secretly, we're talking to Connor03. <laughs> true, true. Cloning is cloning is a thing in this setting. I am kicking your ass, but it's towards a good goal. I promise. Okie doke. So we will need to either follow her around until she makes landfall or else try and sneak aboard a pirate ship. She's probably going to be surrounded either way. What? I am not the stealth operative here. So how does Alan favor either of those approaches? All right. So we know that most of her fleet is spread out and it will take time to recall. Them. We know that. Mm-hmm. We don't have the exact amount of time, but we know it'll be enough that we have a a little bit of a window. My first thought is that you take the yacht and you two act as bait to draw her attention. Well, I get into position to fuck. So just like a broad daylight assassination, we're yelling at each other from the decks of our respective ships and you are just sitting below deck with a sniper rifle? Well, not sitting below deck, but I do need to get into position. Distraction would be the best way for me to do that. Keeps eyes off of me if we could do the job. Okay. Do we have access to, like, a fucking Seamoth? Did I remember that name correctly? I think so, yeah. You're going to have to explain what it is, though. I think you might be remembering it from Subnautica, though. Yes, Subnautica is the thing. No, Seamoth is not the correct vehicle. 
It's the one that you hold on to with two hands and it pulls you forward. Jet ski? It's underwater. Cuttlefish? That's an animal. I think they're just called underwater scooters. Sea scooters. Sea glide. That's it. Sea glide. The sea moth is a little personal submersible. Yeah. Alright. I did a little looking up myself. It is technically called an underwater glider or sea glider. And it's basically sort of like a jet ski, but it's got the uh, air pockets that a submarine has so it can go up and down. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can acquire one or perhaps manufacture one. I'm just thinking, if you want to set up, like, somewhere, we could time our arrival such that we are close to an island, and then you could dump out the bottom of the yacht with a sea glide and scoot your way over to that island we are near and set up. I just figure you would need some kind of machine to get over there quickly enough to have all this happen in the span of one conversation. Most islands aren't going to have a good... Probably aren't going to have a good vantage point. Actually, these mountains are... These islands are excessively mountainous, as you've come to discover. Oh, never mind then. Thank you, disembodied voice. Yeah, speaking of which, I should mention that up till now, I am assuming you have been discussing all of this in your personal quarters, having recently awoken to uh, Johnny's message. Yes. If you want to hear, if you want Peter's input, you should probably go out and uh, tell him you're up. Yeah, could do. We could do that. I mean, have a rough plan is draw their attention, make her head go away, zip off while they're panicking or otherwise disorganized from their head, from their leader's head suddenly disappearing. Their head's head. Yeah. I imagine there will be a a state of shock, but they will eventually pull themselves uh, together enough to be angry and chase us. Hopefully by then we will have gotten a good enough lead. So yeah, let's, let's go tell Peter the plan. And then let's get breakfast. Delicious Mediterranean breakfasts. Well, the theming here might be Greek, but keep in mind that the, the climate here is tropical. Breakfast involves plantains and a lot of fruit. And basically there are just... Fried plantains? Yeah, fried plantains set up on a board and big old bowls full of a variety of fruits. And it is in this sort of breakfast buffet area that you see Peter Palemos. Is there some sort of like lightly fermented beverage? Oh, I'm sure there is. Like glass? Not, not like glassy, but like something similar? I'm going to say that that kind of stuff is so regional that base has its own specific variety that has nothing to do with Earth in its naming convention or ingredients. It tastes like honey, even though you are assured it does not have honey in it. Well, it's delightful, whatever it is. Well, good morning! How's they treating my favorite pig fuckers? 
fine and dandy. Quite nicely. Good to hear it. Now, uh, the folks I got, uh, you know, keeping everything secure, couldn't help but notice that uh, you folks woke up some time ago and have been chatting rather intensely in your private quarters there ever since. Turns out our our fourth will not be able to join us. Our fourth sound some trouble to get himself into. So it is, and is otherwise occupied. Uh, so as Connor said, will not be joining us. So we put our heads together on uh, focusing on our target. Well, that's a shame. Could always use more help. Are you guys still the looking at Aliki first? Have you managed to talk yourselves into or out of just ramming her fleet? We're gonna go for kind of a sneaky assassination approach. Draw her attention and then hit her from behind while she's occupied. Okay, good. I was hoping I had, uh, well, I was hoping you were at least a little smart. Yeah, if you just want to infiltrate her fleet, uh, have a chat with my boys, and apparently the next port of call is going to be Ithaca. Hmm. Does he have a map, Andy? Are you kidding? You, you saw the map room yesterday. Come on. But uh, wipe your hands off first. It's got enough stains as it is. Uh, screen wipe to map room. And Ithaca, much like the other islands claimed by Aliki, is fairly small, but has a good location within the archipelago. Okay. I'm looking for nearby islands. Anything sufficiently large enough? But, you know, not too big. What are you talking about? Uh, you're not... I mean, I suppose you got artillery pieces if you really want to cross a few miles of ocean. Okay, so current plan is to use the yacht as bait to draw her out of her little port. Get her attention, get her chasing. I want to be on one of these islands where I'm going to make her head pop. Huh. Well, I mean, she's not in Ethica yet. Same plan, just... Get her to chase the bait and put a bullet in her brain while she's not looking. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering uh, why you would need to. Because I was figuring I could send some of my boys along with you, one of my better ships. Uh, go to Ithaca first, pose as pirates who want to join her crew. You prove yourselves, you get in. Pretty much everybody's got a sidearm or something bigger in that fleet, and uh, honestly, if you want a clean shot, you'd probably need to be somewhere on the fleet itself. Yeah. I told you yesterday, she's, uh, at least when she's in deep water, she likes to tie them all together, create this sort of floating city platform. They only hmm. divide up when they got some prey to go after. You're slipping in kind of like a New York, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. Who says that the Greek accent would sound Greek? Uh, <laughs> okay. 3,000 years from now. Most of the slip happened last time anyway. <laughs> At least for him. But uh, here's the point. 
Actually, if you want a clean shot, uh, using the other's bait might actually work. But uh, then you'd have her entire fleet coming after you, or your yacht, and uh, even if she dies, I don't think they're going to leave it be. You like infiltrating her fleet, and then killing her is a good way to be surrounded by a bunch of people who want us dead when we are only armed with sidearms. You know, like, that's more suicidal. Yeah, that's why I haven't done it yet myself. But, uh, you know, if you can come up with an escape plan, manage to free it, lure her to the edge of the platform, uh, commandeer a boat, get away, you'll definitely need an escape plan. But I think that's true no matter how you go after her. See, if we do it his way, then we need an escape plan where we are on their ships. If we do it our way, we need an escape plan where we are on our ship. I think our way is just safer and also has less opportunity for us to fuck up speech checks and get owned. <laughs> I will say, having been on it, your yacht is a transport, not secretly a battleship. Right, but we just need to go fast. Your yacht is a transport. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with going fast. And pirate ships are specifically used because they go fast. What if we do, like, a little bit of both? My mech is currently set up for long-range artillery and has optic camouflage. I can park myself on an island near Ithaca. I can be in a position to just start firing when I get the signal. So I can provide cover support, I can take her out. While you guys are... You guys go up there, do your little speech check thing. Get her into a good position. Get yourself an escape route squared away. And then when you get the signal, I just put a bullet the size of a car through their ship. And then I cover you while you make your escape on another pirate ship that you steal and use to escape. Yeah, that, that's... There is the thing to consider that, like, we know that this is coming, and while they will definitely suspect it's coming, they won't know. So we can have the engines hot when this shot goes off, versus them who will while they are faster will need time to spin up and we have a dude what fires bullets the size of cars hey boss what about the booze oh yeah the booze you could spike the booze hmm classic I like it wait how do you spike hold on out of character how do you spike the booze yeah I didn't want to say anything <laughs> With sedatives. <laughs> I know Obviously, what you mean, but, but like, it's like, oh no, they spiked the rum. Wait a minute, there's alcohol in this beer. <laughs> Whose idea was this? The term spiking refers to adding drugs, not necessarily alcohol, to a drink. 
It's just a it's just a funny mental image, especially when like punch was originally a drink made out of rum. Mm-hmm. But uh, Peter is continuing. Yeah, it's such a classic. I used it back when Neonaxos was just some den of iniquity. Uh, me and some boys came in. Uh, Paid off the guy who uh, makes the the local beer to add a little uh, special ingredient to it. And, uh, well, long story short, uh, a lot of pirates uh, took a long trip off a short pier that day. And I told you already that uh, they're headed to Ithaca to resupply, get some shore leave in the process, and, uh, you know, Aliki doesn't... Uh, skimp when it comes to entertainment. So, sabotage the supplies. And then while they're all... Well, I don't... I imagine there's some teetotalers, even among pirates. But when most of their fighting force is blitzed out of their minds, hit them where it hurts. Yeah, could do. Seems like a plan. Okay, so first off, we gotta get to Ithaca before she does. Probably means we leave now. Well, we can even shrug over there, yeah. That's why I suggested it. Although, honestly, if she gets there first, uh, we'll go to the next one in the line. Like I said, she ain't exactly hard to track, what with how big her fleet is. Alright, second of all, what do we actually spike it with? I'm sure we can rustle something up. Find something that would put most of them out in short order. How hard is morphing to get around here? <laughs> if Peter doesn't have something ready at hand, uh, I have an organization which contains people who can definitely procure poison for political reasons. Oh, not poison. Poison would be noticeable. Well, maybe not, but they'll notice when they start uh, dying. My personal vote is morphine because they'll just fall asleep, and that's kind of normally that's kind of what alcohol normally does to you anyway. They'll just do it faster, okay, and a lot more deeply, and a lot longer, depending on how much we use. Well, sadly, the islands are too tropical for opium flowers to grow around here. But I think we could swing an artificial uh, opioid. Right. I'm sure we can also probably... Yeah, well, we don't have enough time. If we go to the next port, we would probably have enough time to synthesize something. Or I could just call the people who want to impress me. That too. So... About getting the opioids. Well, let me put it like this. Because you need enough opioids to knock out a couple thousand pirates, <laughs> and you need them fast, I'm going to make this a heroic roll. If you don't pass, you can either get enough opiates to knock out... Aliki's inner circle, or you can get enough 
to knock out everyone, but on our next port, and in the meantime, you'll just have to either sit on your thumbs or go after one of the other warlords. Okay, so... Okie dokie. I just nicked down the Walgreens for this. But if you pass, you'll have everything you need right away. And that's a 20, correct? That's a 20 or nothing. I believe in you. Do a good roll. So... I can roll this at a plus six. Cure contact. Because I would be rolling get a hold of something, which is a four, and then I can roll my organization's influence, which can be used to acquire assets. So I can do this at a plus six because of charm. I'm not sure if my celebrity background would come in handy with me getting large amounts of opiates. Hmm. 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 I'm sure my noble background will definitely help me do this since I would be using my noble organization. Who ever heard of a game show host abusing substances? Okay, substances, yes, but usually not opiates, I don't think. Depends on the game show host. True. And I will say, Jean-Luc is going to be leading this one, because they're the only ones with the connections that reach this far, this quickly, at the moment. Okay. Does anybody want to push to offer me an extra accuracy die? Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to burn a stress to give you an extra accuracy. And in this case, I will also allow an accuracy for the noble background. Not necessarily because of connections, but more because uh, you can ensure that the inspection process is expedited, so to speak. Okie doke. Does anybody else have anything further to offer? I don't think anything I have would be really useful here. Let me double-check my bonds. Maybe there's something in there. Alan and Jean-Luc can also push, but again, accuracy dice have diminishing returns. Yep, yep, yep. So, two accuracy at a plus six. Let's just pop this up to a plus six just for this one roll. And... firing. 26! Hot damn! Hey, there we go. Alright, 17 on the die. This one was meant to be. Yeah. I I get onto the uh, fucking extranet, or whatever it's called. And Omninet. Omninet. And I send another message. Alright, alright. You all did very well on that last one. Now, next question. Who in the Fallen Valkyrie can get me some high-quality, high-efficacy sedatives to Ikatha in the next 24 hours. Ready, set, go. Well, as it turns out, a particular noble, Volunteers, mentions they have a seaplane in the area that they can reroute a certain crate on board that can, you know, just fall off the back. They're fairly cagey about uh, the providence of this seaplane and about the nature of the contents. 
but you are assured through private messages that it meets the qualifications you specified. On whatever little forum we are conducting all of this chicanery through, I add a tally mark to their profile. Points can be exchanged never for nothing, but they don't know this, and won't until it's far too late. I will say that they do ask for compensation. Okay. Is it the kind of compensation I can provide? You get to pick from the toy box! You've got Demu's anonymous investment accounts. Okay. Got it, got it. That's still a thing that is true. Here, have some stocks. Get a gold star, and if at the end of the month you have ten gold stars, you get to pick anything you want from the toy box. The toy box is what we call the drug hamper. <laughs> the toy box is what we call the smoking wreckage of the capital city of trouble. Mostly full of those little plastic parachuting guys and the little... Uh, make your own little airplane cutout things. So, Peter sends you off in a fairly small but surprisingly capable boat. It's got a fairly long design. It's got those sort of, you know, ski things that allow it to pop out of the water and go extremely fast. And so, while the voyage to Ithaca is loud, it is quite speedy. And three of Peter's crew have come with you. And they seem to make a point of speaking in their own language amongst each other while in your presence. You're fairly certain from their expressions that they understand the uh, sort of common language of Delphi. So you think they're making a point rather than just being unable to un comprehend. God, I fucking hate when people do that. Occasionally hear pig fucker dropped in there. Well, let's just say that by the end you understand what you, you understand the word for pig fucker in Greek. Ah, do I want to look up what pig fucker is in Greek? <laughs> but a lot of stupid shit in that search history does <laughs> I think we all do it this, with this game. But eventually, find yourself at Ithaca. The terrain is a bit less mountainous than it is around Neonaxos. But that being said, it is still relatively vertical and quite covered in a jungle. There only appears to be one settlement along the side of the island, and without even a pretense of stealth, your pilot sends the ship straight in. Cool, 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 cool. I will let the locals lead the way. Speaking of the locals, they appear to be in emergency mode. All of them are running around quite hurriedly. It would seem preparing things loading various boxes and cargo containers up along the main dock. The local watering hole 
seems to be having several massive barrels being brought in on a big flatbed truck and hauled into the back by essentially a sort of forklift mech. Oh, yeah, the, the loader for me. Essentially, yeah. That was such a good check But as it is, your appearance along the docks causes a minor stir. Hey, pig fuckers. Until someone comes out to greet you in the local language, your pilot shouts back. And at that point, everyone just sort of deflates a little in relief. Yeah, we are we are not the heralds of the fucking pirate fleet. Pilot looks back to you guys, uh, but when you say something of to that effect in character, uh, she just uh, nods and uh, turns back to the business of setting up the boat, getting it nice and tied up. Alright, so what's the play? Do we try to sneak this into the alcohol, or do we want to try to bribe somebody? We're not even... Well, we can be pretty sure that the alcohol at the bar is going to go into the pirates. But I think we want the alcohol that's going to go onto the ships. Well, hmm. We could ask the locals about how they're going to conduct themselves once they arrive. They obviously have done this before, so they would know. Is the alcohol going to go on the ships, or is the fucking entire pirate fleet going to disembark as one and cause problems all night long, all the way into the next, like, three days or whatever, on land? Well, surely was mentioned. Yeah, so if everybody's on land, then getting it onto the boats probably wrong? We should probably get them while they're on land. Was the plan not to try to ingratiate ourselves onto the boats and then drug them? I thought the plan was to get them while they're drinking themselves stupid here in whatever local establishments there are. Then just saunter up to Aleki and put one between her eyes. Connor, you've been quiet about all this. Thoughts? Out of character, I'm thinking of which approach would work best, and I'm kind of confused as to what the plan is here. So we're we're going to spike the alcohol, get them more fucked up than they should, and I thought the plan was from that point annihilate them with the uh, with the sniper robot. No. So the plan is is we are not getting them fucked up we are putting them to bed we are mixing sedatives into their alcohol they will all go to sleep possibly forever and then just blow the one woman's brains out and leave and the question of when to do this is do we do it while they're in town or do we do it while they're on their ship so my primary issue is while is doing it in town is that not everybody's going to be on shore leave. There are going to be people whose job is to go look after the ship, to load the ship of, full of supplies, all of that sort of thing. So 
I think mostly there will probably be a third that stays behind on the ship while the rest are partying. And so, you know, that leaves a third. Well, probably not sober, not knocked out. Okay, but... So, your your concern is that there will be a third of the crew left over on their boats. The reason why I don't think that would be a concern is that if this pirate fleet is so rowdy that having just six of them show up has got everybody super anxious. These are probably the kinds of people who will be firing their guns into the air for fun time reasons. So just one bullet going off is probably not going to freak out the third of the people who are sitting behind on their ships. And also... We arrived on a small skiff. We can leave on a small skiff after we're done. Everybody will be asleep. Just walk up to the big lady when she's out. You pop her, and we leave. Nobody's going to freak out over a gunshot, and it's, it's probably not going to be a big deal to have a small watercraft leave the island. Hmm. All right, I... Uh, I, I don't like all the variables and unknowns that are in this plan, but I suppose it's the best we can do. Every plan is going to have unknowns. I think this one has a lot less unknowns because we never have to set foot on her ships doing this. That is my primary concern, is doing that is probably the quickest way to get us absolutely hosed. Well, there's a lot of ifs and unknowns in here that we're not comfortable with, but it seems like it's our best option by far. Then it's settled. I think that's our best course of action. Speaking of variables, you rolled a 26. So, with impeccable timing, a seaplane flies over the island, and as you watch, a wooden crate falls out of it, over approximately the center of the island. It's only a couple of miles across. And you do notice that it deploys a parachute that slows its fall as it descends. But it looks like the first question you guys need to answer is, how are you going to get a fuck ton of drugs into town? Hoist. Big truck. Big man. I'm Beak. You are Beak. Fucking... Connor has drugs? Connor, can you give me drugs to make my beak even bigger? Um, give me drugs so that I can go get those drugs. Let's see. Can you give me a drug getting drug? I will say that you see plenty of flatbed and box trucks around. Why don't we just like pay some of the locals, like, hey, here's some money. Can we go borrow your truck and get this crate? I don't think stims make bigger happen. There's kick, which keeps you awake and alert for 30 hours. Freeze, which keeps you calm and emotionally stable. Deadens fear among strong other reactions. And then there's juice, which heightens senses and alertness and reduces fatigue and shortens reaction times. It doesn't say anything about making you stronger, though. Source of vitamin C. I'm already hella strong. That's, that's my whole character class. I am the Titan. I'm huge. I am strong. 
You are strong. Yeah, but I'm saying that I don't think there's anything here that will help you be more strong. Well, maybe not more strong, but more able to carry a huge box of shit through the jungle quickly. I know, I, I know Bobbin said, hey, there's a bunch of fucking flatbed trucks y'all can rent, but like, I have the boon of iron. How, how often do I actually get to have somebody in this group perform an extraordinary or expiring feat of athleticism, acrobatics, or physical force? Listen, I want to be a literal truck mule. Just let me have this. <laughs> I will say there are two bond powers that are specifically tailored to what you're talking about. I don't think you have either one. You are correct, I don't have either one. And I, I just want to say this out loud because I, I love the name. One of them is called Absolute Meat. Absolute <laughs> Meat. Absolute Meat. I've thought about taking Absolute Meat a couple of times. Alright, put your jacket on. It's going to get Absolute Meat in here. The temperature which all things become meat. <laughs> I figure the juice drug would actually... Because this place is mountainous, right? This specific island is hilly. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be carting this shit downhill, which could be dangerous. So having faster reaction times and whatnot, as I am hauling something very big downhill, would be useful. Yeah, sure. I'll give you a stim to use. I'll mark one of my item uses. And we take <laughs> stress to use drugs now, right? Yes. It's one stress bonus it provides on applicable rolls will last for the entire scene. Cool, 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 cool. This would just give me an accuracy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay, now here's the question. What skill triggers could I possibly apply here? I don't think it could be get a hold of something because I'm not using wealth or social influence. Uh, this isn't direct and overt combat, so it's not assault. It's also not word on the street, because I'm not listening to rumors. So I've got two options here. One of them is stay cool, which is do something that requires concentration, speed, or intense precision under pressure. I'm going to veto stay cool. Because you can't be cool when you use drugs. <laughs> the other one is Patch, which is the medical knowledge and skill one. I am using drugs, although I am not analyzing a poison or staunching bleeding or bandaging a wound. I am medicating? Technically? Technically. I just, like, I just had a vision of, like, TikTok influencer shooting up heroin and just being, like, medication, self-care, girl-bossing, girl dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's, up, it's up to Bobbin if he will accept either of those. I think I can accept Stay Cool because you do need to concentrate when you're hauling something over land in order to ignore all of the uh, pain indicators that your body is sending you, that you are uh, 
exerting yourself too <laughs> far. Yeah. yeah As okay. for Patch, I will allow you to roll Patch if you want to not take stress from medicating. Mm. But if you fail, you will take two stress instead of one. Hmm. Okay. Well... Alright, what kind of role would it be to mitigate this stress? It would just be a standard uh, B to 10. DC 10? Okay. Yeah. DC 11 plus? Alright. No, it's 10. Oh, okay. Meter B. Uh, I've got got a plus 4 on patch. That's pretty good odds. I'm willing to roll those dice. And also, I have bond powers. I have a bond power that makes it fine for me to have big stress numbers actually so i'm willing to roll that bone i'm willing to roll that bone hey rolling hot tonight a result of 20 so take back that stress that you would have taken because you know something about how best to apply this particular stim and uh let it ride through your body. You ignore all the advice that Connor was originally giving you, because Connor does this for recreation. You're using this for, like, an actual purpose, and you're like, nope, dude, you're a fucking moron. Stop, stop trying to tell me how to do this. I've been reading medical textbooks. You are wrong about everything. <laughs> and then that, I will take one accuracy to my role to be huge and haul something that is slightly huger. Kind of role is this going to be? I'm going to make this one difficult, which is going to cancel out your accuracy. Because, let's face it, I mean, when you get to the box, it's about four feet tall. There are two rope handles on each side. Clearly this was designed to be carried by multiple people short distances. Oh, uh, two rope handles? Okay, so then I'll just like tie them around my chest. Squat down, stand up, that makes it even easier. <laughs> In some senses, yes. <laughs> I'm huge. And I'm about to show you how fucking huge my guts are by doing this nonsense. Alright. Rolling at a plus six. Let's stay cool. In addition, I should also warn you that the penalty for failure is two stress. And a hernia. Understood. Honestly, the two stress firing is the Holy shit! You are rolling like fire tonight. That's 26 for the folks at home. You're using up all the good rolls. Natural 20. God smiles upon your stupid bullshit, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you cast your memory back to the days as a youth when you were undergoing the training that would prepare you for a life in the army. You didn't know why that training involved putting a basket on your back and filling it with progressively heavier weights, but you smile to yourself in the present as uh, perhaps only now pleasant memories trickle back into your brain of all the times you spent running around the edges of your family's estate. All drugs was not on drugs at the time. I wonder if you're in training involved an old man throwing a rock into the forest and telling you to find it. You may not enter the army until you can snatch the pebble from my hand. 
I'm gonna say that that's one of the like fucking lot That's one of the few good. No, that not good. They would all be good, but one of the few really clear memories I have of my dad. So he was a military man, and he would have been like out there all the time. But we we did that one together, just doing laps around the estate. I could tell that he was running slower than he possibly could so that I could keep pace with him. I am curious, do you think you had a family member as the trainer? Or was there someone else that they brought in to handle this uh, exercise regimen? Oh, by and large, there would have been like somebody whose trade it was to train the children of historically military families to be ready for their eventual role. But on on the occasions that dad was home and it was a training day, he'd take charge. Well, you have successfully moved the drugs to the settlement, which brings you to task number two. How do you distribute them? Actually, first, I want to ask, how do fucking Alan and Connor react to... One, when Jean-Luc just, like, asks for a hit of juice and says, All right, sit tight, I've got this. And then leaves with no further explanation. And then comes back an hour later, hauling a four-foot-by-four-foot-by-four-foot box of sedatives via a rope harness that he has tied around his torso just like briskly jogging back into town okay so i actually had thought about this one i'm gonna say what connor or not connor fucking alan did once he figured out what you were going to try to do uh he actually rented a flatbed from the locals and was following you the whole time fully prepared for you to, like, not be able to do this and just you know, be smug about it. Now he's just, like, a mixture of impressed and annoyed and confused as he also still just kind of, like, follows you back to town in the flatbed still. Connor just stays at a bar and then when word is that you're returning and Connor sees this, he goes, I must be more drunk than I think I am. Just for clarification, I imagine you probably got, like, a pickup truck rather than a 18-wheeler flatbed. There can be flatbed pickups. I mean, they, they mostly are. They just have sidewalls. Right, but if they're, like, doing a lot of shipping, I imagine they have the flatbeds. That much is academic. Okay. I just have a better time imagining a pickup truck going cross-country through the jungle as opposed to an 18-wheeler. See, I kind of, like, pictured, like, a ute. A what? A ute. Oh, yeah. Those things are things. And that's all I have to say on the matter. So how are you going to distribute those drugs? So are we going to go a sneaky way, or are you going to try to, like, bribe or schmooze people, the people into putting this in the alcohol? You're already at the bar. Yeah, I am already at the bar. I could try to charm them. The play I would make is you're already going to get fucked up 
This will make them more fucked up faster, and they'll be less of a danger to your town. Yeah. So, I will go to the, the people that we came with, because I'm not sure... First of all, do the people at the bar understand the treble language? Or do they only speak the um, local language? Oh, man. Okay, so it would be a big pain in the ass if they didn't speak the treble common. But I also... I really like the thought of Cotter trying to... Using only body language and, like, No, I, that's why I was going to go with English the translators. Really that's why I was going to go with the translators. Like, I, I didn't... But I didn't want to just assume that they... I needed the translators. Okay, but, like, Cotter... Just, like... Exaggerated body language, talking to the barman, being like, "You put drugs in alcohol. <laughs> Me pay you money. Do you understand?" Just like that touristy American. Yeah, I, I know. Connor might not be smart, but he at least understands that these people don't like outside. Like they don't like foreigners. What with them calling us pig fuckers all the time, that that really drove the hint home. Um, so he figures if they don't speak treble common, then it would be better to go through a translator than trying to like muddle his way through it. We probably should like actually come up a name. Are we just gonna say English or do we want like Trebalian or something? Trebalese? Trebekian? It would probably be Delphian. Delphian? Okay. Okay, so, Bobbin, does... Do the people who work at the bar speak Delphian? Remember the rumors around Project Delphian. I will say that much like Peter's crew, you get the sense that they do, but you will need to make an initial charm roll to convince them to actually talk to you in Delphian. I mean, is being a fairly good patron at their bar at the moment, not enough? But a margarita does not get you in with the locals. Okay, I've bought several margaritas, thank you very much. I guess Connor was gone for a while. Connor was gone for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of time. I will actually give you your background on this one. Okay. Because breaking the ice is really your biggest social specialty because as a game show host you need to get your uh, both the contestants and the crowd on board in a short amount of time right okie doke let me see if there's anything in my bonds that helps. this is just I against can... a 10 so don't worry too much about it yeah but i'm just gonna nothing there that helps so I'll... but uh yeah a pretty good chance. That's a 31. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are now a child of the islands. You have uh, always I... lived here. You are his son. <laughs> Once again, just one shy of the perfect role. Yep. So yeah, that's a 31. I just automatically get an accuracy to my next my next roll, I guess. Because of a uh, spectacular flourish. 
I feel like your backstory has been altered and you were now actually born here and lost <laughs> under tragic circumstances only to end up in an orphanage devoid of your memory and heritage. Instead of the son of Krypton, he's the son of base. Ithaca. Although, admittedly, Ithaca already has a famous son. But that's a different Ithaca. Different planet entirely. I will say that... Uh, Connor's backstory has not been rewritten, but he has successfully broken the ice with, I would say, a self-effacing joke. I would bet that Connor would work in the fact that he is a pig fucker somewhere in that joke. I can't come up with something on the fly either, but I, I will say it starts with, what did one pig fucker say to the other? And it ends with, on the rind. <laughs> See, I was going to say it's what did one pig fucker say to the other, and then Connor turns and starts talking to Alan about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> That's also very good. But however the joke goes, it gets the bartender laughing hysterically. Once he finally calms down, uh, he goes, ah, You know, for a pig fucker, you're not so bad. Thank you, I try. And, uh... <laughs> might I say also that, uh, Your appetite for drinks is keeping the bar afloat tonight. That one I also try on, but in much different ways. <laughs> Just get your jollies in as much as you can tonight, because tomorrow... Oh... Tomorrow is when catastrophe be begins. I see. I would like to talk to you about that, actually. Are you pleased with your catastrophe insurance? <laughs> you see, my pig fucker friend is going to go procure a large amount of, we'll say, additives that we can slip into the drinks of, of the pirates, and, uh, well, with any luck, they'll be really rowdy for a little while, then get real sleepy, and then hopefully never wake up again. Wink, wink. To be clear, we only need to kill Aliki. Everybody else can live, it's fine. That's gonna be depending, like, we've got a lot of morphine. We've got a lot of drugs! Yes, that we are going to spread around. We have enough drugs to knock out the hundreds of people she's bringing in with her. That's why the quantity is so high, not because we need a gigantic concentration. At this point, the bartender's smile falters, and he says, I just remembered. We're all out of margarita mix. Looks like that's your last one. Have a good evening. Now hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. We're really only looking to get one of them. One of them is enough. If something bad happens to the leadership, they will burn this town to the ground and kill everyone. Told you we should have done it on the boats. Hmm. That does complicate things. Yes, it does. Now go complicate someone else's life. Because I like this guy. I don't want to just fucking ruin his life by trying, by like pushing things. Yours, son. <laughs> no, I am not. Stop it. 
You are being rather aggressively shooed out of the bar, though. Has anybody got any ideas? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm pooped. I'm thinking. Uh, how could we make the pirates direct their angers like, towards something other than the town? Do we have the ability to radio Peter? Well, absolutely. I thought that was a statement at first, because yes, of course you do. Right. Yeah. It's just like, on, on learning this, then it would be worthwhile to get his input. It's like, hey, apparently the locals think that if we kill Aliki here, the rest of the crew will just burn the place to the ground and murder everybody on Ikapa. Yeah, I'll I'll get on the horn and I said we've been kicked out of the bar at this point. Yeah. Even if you hadn't been, I imagine this is not a conversation you want to have uh, with witnesses. Right. So yeah, you you duck back a few feet into the jungle where your uh, giant crate of heroin is, and uh, I would say just sort of put him on video phone so you can all three of you uh, talk with him at once. You uh, bring up the threats. And he nods and goes, Yep, that sounds like, um... Honestly, that sounds like all of us. I mean, if if I died in the port, pretty sure my crew would try to avenge me, too. Right. Any suggestions on offering assurances, then? Or is that a lost cause? Well, that's where you were, you were going with that. I mean, honestly, if it was up to me, I'd just, uh... I'd let it happen. Honestly, it's kind of the cost of doing business out in the islands. You get a hard heart, or you get it cut out pretty quickly. Uh, but if you want assurances, uh, I suppose I could come in, sort of a strike fleet, start burning down their uh, boats in the port. That sort of thing happens from time to time. I Actually, haven't... hold on. That, that gives me something of an idea. Oh, no. Oh, no. What if we move the assassination a little bit forward? So whereas they're pretty out of it, but not completely. Take the leader out, steal one of the boats, and then have them give chase. And then once they're away from the bay, you come in with that strike thing. Get them with their pants down. It's going to make the timing a little bit tricky, but I mean, the other option is I just sneak the... We do this the hard way. I mean, if, if we're doing the one-two, I'd much rather come in after everybody's asleep and they only got the skeleton crew on the boats. Because that sounds like premium pants-down territory. And who knows, maybe, uh, maybe you dump her body, everyone thinks she died in the fighting. Yeah. Then they can blame me, which honestly, I can take the blame. It is pretty directly my fault that she's gonna be dead. Okay, so. That's a pretty slick play, all told. Yeah, I like that. Connor, this is kind of your hang-up here. I mean, I understand the hang-up. I agree with the hang-up. But... Just go back in there and tell him you have set up a way that uh, we will be taking the blame for it unmistakably. Alright, I'll try my best. And I'll uh, start heading back towards the bar. 
All right. So you head back inside. The bartender makes a point of ignoring you, but can't help but listen as you provide assurances, and I will allow you a charm roll. Okay. I will mention Spectacular Flourish says both one accuracy and increased effect to the next action. Okay. And so I will say that this is going to be a difficult rather than a heroic roll. <laughs> Fair enough. Because you did kind of scare the shit out of him. Yeah, that's fair. By being a little bit too honest there the first time. Yeah. That's a 17! Yes! It didn't fail. That's the worst roll all night and it still succeeded. Okay, just to mention that uh, the difficulty of the difficult roll did wipe out your accuracy. Oh! It's an 11. But it's still a 15. When you said difficult, I thought you meant the challenge was was 15, not get rid of the accuracy. Okay, never mind. But yeah, it still succeeded. No, difficult shares its name with difficulty for a reason. Okay. And yeah, it is a 15 rather than a 17. So either way. Alright. And after basically giving this guy your best doe-eyed waif look. I don't like the word waif associated with Connor. Please! Alright. <laughs> Please help me do a go of the pirates! I'm holding a knife right now. <laughs> in and out of character. <laughs> that was not in character, I, I assure you. But, yeah. Essentially, you provide the best of assurances. You name drop Peter Palemos, who is well known around the islands. You mentioned that uh, the pirates are not going to be a problem after this. We guarantee it. And that does seem to be the most effective argument. You get the feeling that the people of Ithaca cater to the pirates not out of a sense of pride or commerce, but more as a sense of fear of what the pirates would do if they did not successfully cater to them. And at this, the bartender stares down at the glass that he was wiping clean because you gotta keep your hands busy as a bartender. It's a law if you're a bartender in the uh, property of a piece of media, you are cleaning the glass. Then he stares down at the bottom of that glass for a long time before finally looking back up at you. I forgot to put the whiskey in this. <laughs> it's just a mixture of fear and hope in his eyes. Then, seemingly coming to a decision, pulls out a small bottle of what you suspect is something strong, pours it to the brim, slugs back as much of it as he can manage at once. And grimacing slams. Still, it's a big glass, so half of it still full of this strong alcohol. Down on the bar, looks straight at you and says, Fuck it! That's what I like to hear. Many great decisions are often precluded by a fuck it and a hearty <laughs> drink. I don't say that in good, but I think it. The rest of the evening, for at least one of you, is consumed 
by cutting hard-to-spot openings into the top of the various barrels of ales and spirits and other forms of alcohol and just pouring in as much heroin as you can manage. I need some more morphine. Honestly, heroin is just concentrated morphine. There's no other distinction. Fair enough. And then we market this as original brand Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, aside from the person being kept busy by logistics, is there anything else the other two of you would like to get up to this evening as time passes and the day the pirates show up inevitably draws closer. Well, I mean, we're not going to be in the town uh, according to the plan, but you know, you never know, so I'd like to scout the town out a little bit, look for good escape routes, lines of sight, that sort of thing. Alright. I believe that would be a notice roll. Nothing special about the difficulty. Uh, what are we rolling in as notice, or is it just... I think notice is some one of the things you have. Are you sure? Or spot? Spot, spot works. Spot, that's what it's called in this system. Well, there's a 21. Jesus. We're just rolling really well tonight. Right up until we are. Mm-hmm. I just need to double check here. 17, 16, 20, 19, 19, and 1 9. The dice guys are really in your favor tonight. Thank you, they're dice gods. In favor of assassination. <laughs> just means they're going to fuck us next time. <laughs> now, the only question is going to be is it going to be next time on Lancer or next mm. time on Trendsetters? Well, as it is. Your spot check yields results. The town appears to be a fairly uninteresting fishing village. Honestly, it has a lot in common with the fishing village that Alan grew up in back on Alto. There's some minor differences. Uh, the shape of the buildings, the layout of the town. The fact that it's 100 degrees with 80% humidity. That too. Other than that, just like mine. Yeah, the smell of fish. The fairly large fishing wharf area where the uh, fish are caught and butchered, dried. Now, I've been to fish markets, but I've not been to fish markets in tropical environments. I bet that smell is great. Hmm. I bet that's a smell that stays on you for a couple of days. Eh, it depends. I don't know if the eastern coast of Central Africa qualifies as tropical, but it sure as fuck was hot and humid and the fish market wasn't I will say ever. that compared to back home, the fish cleaners look like they're uh, moving like someone lit a fire under their ass. Hmm. But aside from that, they do have sections devoted to uh, scaling drying, salting, otherwise preserving the meat. Of course, this being the future, they do also have, you know, refrigeration. Yeah. They aren't savages. But refrigeration only helps so much against the smell. Well, and then there's always, you know, being a fish market, there's always some stalls set up that aren't selling 
cooking and selling the cash as well. So that can go you know, underlying the scent of, you know, fish organs and fish that have been maybe out for sale for a few too many days, there are some nice smells as you get in the fish market. And towards what you were looking for, you do notice that there are a few cranes that are regularly picking up and moving giant nets full of fish that could potentially be dropped on pursuers. Or being used to give the giant leggings. Or just dropped in order to prevent pursuers from following across this giant slimy mess. There are also uh, very poor sight lines throughout this area. Clearly no one has uh, built this wharf with combat in mind. So it would also be fairly easy to lose someone or get lost if someone were chasing you. The rest of the town is a bit more sensibly laid out. As straight as they can be, roads that uh, do what they can with the terrain. Looks like the locals don't mind having fairly steep gradients on some of the thinner roads meant for uh, pedestrians rather than trucks and other vehicles. And for that matter, there's really only two major roads in the entire town. And they, one of them goes straight along the coastline, connects to all of the docks and wharves and piers. The other one sort of covers the backside of town, allows access mostly through rough dirt roads, gravel roads, into the interior of the island. No one seems to go out that way, aside from you and a ute earlier. But it does allow for transportation vehicles to reach the more residential part of town. That seems to be its primary function. It appears that with the, the steeper footpaths, you can make a pretty significant shortcut by going on foot rather than on a vehicle. And the backside of town is also noticeably higher in altitude. It's not what you would call crazy steep, but if you manage to get yourself onto the roof of a two or three story house, you could get a decent view of the entire dock area. In exchange, you would have an almost impossible view of the lower road, the dockside road, because there are so many buildings in the way. Uh, one last thing, most of the bars and other entertainment venues that appear to be makeshift more often than not are along the dockside, but on the opposite side from the Fisher's Wharf. Don't really want to combine smells in that way. No, I would imagine not. Okay, so here's what Alan is going to do after the alcohol is drugged. Well, first off, he's going to go get a cup of ceviche. Stab that as a nice light dinner. And then he's going to head up to um, find himself a good sight line of the bay. Uh, you know, something that's a little secluded, but still gives him a good view of it. And he's going to set himself up a nice little sleeper's nest, and he's just going to stay there all night. 
Just for acclimation purposes? Since... Just to keep an eye on things. You know, watch the ships come in, see how they do, keep an eye on them. And this is, you know, this is what he's used to. This is what he did as, you know, a special, special forces. Just observe up until the moment where it's time to do his thing. Alright. Don't think that warrants a roll. But I will keep that in mind. So, who else wants to do something? And only one of you can do it. I am gonna follow Alan around for as long as I'm able until either he tells me to fuck off or gives me the slip to go set up his little spot. Or maybe just the whole time. Maybe we spend the entire day together. But instead of eyes, I'm gonna use ears. I am going to listen to all of the locals as we're walking through the fish market and whatever rest of Ikatha we walk through. And just like pick up on any gossip, see if I can hear anybody saying, oh, hey, we should, uh, we should tell Aliki's crew about these pig fuckers because they shouldn't be here. Fuck those guys. You know, shit like that. It has been suggested that you establish yourselves as wannabe pirates. You could also use this opportunity to establish that cover. That's not really a thing I have a skill for. That's more Connor's bag. Which, I mean, we could tag out. Say I'm the one who's putting the drugs and all the alcohol. The choice is yours. I, I'm, I'm personally a little attached to the idea of Jean-Luc and Alan touring around preparing for problems, looking for issues that might come up in the near future. How long do stims last for? Is it one scene, one session? One scene. Ah, so I've lost the effect by now then. Do you have any after effects? Are you like super fatigued or something? The stress is basically the after effect, yeah. The comprehensive uh, side effects and after effects. Which I took it correctly, so I don't get those. Although, Indeed. apparently, I'm reading now, juice can occasionally send you flying into a rage out of nowhere. Yes, I, I didn't say that part because I didn't think you'd actually use it, so... Well, that only happens if you don't take it correctly. So it's just a <laughs> steroid, huh? Yeah. yeah. They, they call it juice, of course it's a steroid. Well, maybe it's like pineapple juice. <laughs> maybe it's just like... You feel super great because you had a nice little glass of pineapple juice. And you're like, yeah, I can lift this. I'm being helped. All right, I'm gonna get back on task before I sing all of Snoop Dogg's fruit juice. <laughs> so it's either that would mean I'm just rolling word on the street at a straight up plus two, versus I presume Connor rolling charm at a plus six. Colin, are you feeling strongly about? making a roll right now. I kind of want to do this just for character reasons. Yeah, you can go ahead and do it for character reasons. Making Connor do it would be for min-maxing reasons, and, you know, we're here to tell a story, and we're not here to completely bowl the num numbers over, even that's what we've been doing all night. It's just a matter of laying groundwork anyway. Alrighty. 
any special who's it attached to this one is it difficult is it risky no you're just wandering around looking for information listening for information keeping my ears open as i follow alan around all day yeah nothing special uh, all right well, it's the lowest roll all night but it's, it's the lowest roll the night no technically it's tied for the lowest the oh yeah that's right that accuracy was fake so hey we're tied tied at a 15 <laughs> fire <laughs> these guns it was still a 13 on the die all right you're gathering the word on the street first of all you don't hear much about yourself or your comrades the most you can pick up and incidentally these Everybody here seems to be bilingual, and they seem to have no trouble speaking Delphian among themselves, where they're not trying to specifically insult outsiders. And so a lot of what you hear is the language you can understand. And the most you hear about yourself is those fucking tourists. That is the appellation that they have given to you. Hey, better than the alternative, all told. They graduated <laughs> from pig fuckers to just fuckers. And that aside, you do not seem to be the talk of the town, because the talk of the town is the imminent visit from Aleki and the pirates. I imagine there's, like, some is, hey, is, is anybody going to tell the dumbass tourists that the pirates are coming? No, it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, just... It, in many different ways, they don't seem to care about you guys. You do hear the word catastrophe spread around a few times, and after a while, you, you come to realize that they aren't just saying that like it's the name of what's going to happen. You you get the sense it's, it's a proper noun. It is the name of Aleki's fleet. Catastrophe. Which is actually a Greek word and pronounced pretty much the same. And the meaning is identical. And aside from that, the information you get sort of reinforces what you've picked up from the bartender, which is that Ithaca plays a very unwilling host to Aleki and Catastrophe. They sweep into town, eat and drink everything that comes into their orbit. They take some of it with them as they leave as supplies. It would appear that the fishing wharf is especially busy at the moment because the uh, fleet is coming in and they need enough food for all of the pirates to take with them. And one thing they don't complain about is the money they get in exchange. You do hear a few people talking somewhat excitedly about uh, how they plan on spending the money they'll be getting in exchange for uh, hosting Catastrophe, but just as many people are worried about how many people are going to die this time, where they are planning on holding up until the fleet leaves, and otherwise how they are going to weather the storm that is the pirate visit. Alright, cool. 
in its own way, it's good to know that we're not on anybody's radar. And it's also good to know that the majority of the populace will be fine if this stops being a problem. So long as we don't fuck this up, it'll probably go pretty well for us. <sighs> well, I'm going to set up a little vantage point here and keep an eye on things until the moment of, you know, until the moment. I'm going to keep an eye and watch how the pirates operate, look for patrol routes, that sort of thing. Just, I'll be here. Do you want company, or is this your way of telling me to get lost? I'm gonna be here, observing everything, and not moving from this spot for at least the next 20 hours, or until it's time to, you know, do the deed. Whichever comes first. So, if that doesn't sound like your idea of a good time, I would go find Connor. Because it has just occurred to me that we have left Connor alone for an extended period of time. Oh, with a gigantic supply of heroin. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I was already going to say that I would probably go little stir-crazy doing nothing of use to anyone for almost an entire day. But that is actually a far more pressing reason to relocate. You also call me if anything goes wrong. Let me know if he's alive. Clap Alan on the shoulder and hustle on back to the last place I saw Connor Elias. Now here's the thing. You were worried about leaving Connor alone with a gigantic supply of heroin. But that heroin and alcohol. is for... I was getting there! <laughs> we call it Four Loco Plus. The heroin is for the plan. That's not Connor heroin. That has to go towards a very real and tangible goal. You did leave Connor alone with a lot of alcohol. Connor makes a great point. Addicts are frequently very responsible people. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He he definitely won't rationalize that... Well, they won't miss this much. The potency will not be affected by just one syringe's worth. Definitely. They won't miss one. And Connor definitely isn't the kind of guy to mix his oh, his uppers and his downers <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed in you with this in mind Connor mm -hmm. while you don't get to choose your action during this extended preparation period I am going to allow you to roll get a damn drink okay Hmm. And if you mess up, you will overdose, so... It is normally a downtime activity, but under specific conditions, certain downtime activities can happen during missions. Roll a skill trigger. I feel like show off might be impre might be, uh... Hey, look how much I can dr drink and still function! I'm not just an alcoholic. I'm a functional alcoholic. <laughs> a functional alcoholic! <laughs> Are you, though? 
Let's find out. Yep. Let's find out. That's a 16, baby. On a 10 to 9, gain one as reserves and lose one. A good reputation, a friend or connection, a useful item or piece of information, a convenient opportunity. May I make suggestion here? Go for it. I'll I'll take I'll list a suggestion. I suggest you lose a good reputation. Any goodwill these people had to you now is gone. To gain a convenient opportunity, there was a pirate scout at the bar, and he's actually impressed with how much you can fucking drink. Because hmm. that gets you ingratiated with the pirates, which you already wanted to do. Yes. Yeah, let's go with that. I kind of did shoot my good reputation with them with my joke from earlier, so... Well, the joke was the good reputation. You, you ruined that by being honest. True. And you just barely clawed it back. Maybe I lose a useful item or peaceful or piece of information instead. Not the heroin, obviously. That's going to that would be pretty hard to lose. Oh no! I dropped six thousand vials of heroin down this storm drain. I dropped a four by four bri- four foot by four foot slab of heroin <laughs> down the sink. Oopsie doodle. If you want to lose an item, the items you have in your inventory count. Yeah. Let's just lose the last dim. If you're only losing one part of an inventory item... Oh, fair enough. Yeah, true. Uh, let me take a look at what I've got in my, in my uh, stuff. Come on. What? Do you have a gun? Are you wearing armor? Can you lose your clothes? No, losing my clothes is something else in another downtime thing. I do have my sidearm, probably. Here's what I propose. You are just... You're three sheets into the wind. You're not fully fucking plastered, but you're getting there. And you're talking shit, and you're talking... I'm here to meet some pirates. I want to join your crew. Being a pirate sounds fucking rad. You drink and blow shit up, and... All of that crap. Pirate's life is meant for me. Trim the sails and roam the sea. Yeah, all of that shit. And, like, the actual... The pirate scout is, like, hearing this and just like, well, this pig fucker is hilarious. We need a court jester on this ship. (laughs) And so they, like, take you around and they're like, I can get you on the pirate ship and all that stuff. And at some point you're like, you're both drunk and you're just shooting your guns into the air because you're, yeah. And you just like <laughs> completely lose your, your gun somewhere. Or maybe the pirate takes it from you and you don't even notice or care yeah. at that point. Yeah, there. But you are now ingratiated a little bit with this pirate. It's like, this pig fucker rules. You're so plastered that you can't keep a good grip on it, and at one point the recoil just jumps it all the way out of your hand and into the bushes, and oh, that's gone. I ain't looking <laughs> for that. It's dark, and I'm high and drunk. Goodbye. You both watch it happen, and you do that, you're like, there's that pause for a moment, and then you do that stupid-ass drunk laugh. <laughs> Yes, this all sounds very good. <laughs> like, we have left 
We've mistakenly left Connor alone for greater than 10 minutes. And when we come back... So what John Luke finds when they find Johnny is just John Luke out of his fucking gourd, hanging around with this pirate, firing his you mean gun Connor? in the air. Connor. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Out, of, out of his mind... Finds Connor out of his mind, just out of his gourd, hanging around with this pirate... Just drunkenly firing his gun in the air, and it's that's that's the state you find Connor in when you get back when you get back to the bar. They're just stumbling out of there. Okay, here's the thing. I do have my own contributions to add, so to speak. So the question I want to ask you is: Does Connor regularly, when he overindulges, get blackout drunk? Oh, we established I, this. I think we... Because hmm. it came up. Yeah. I remember it coming up. I don't remember the answer. So I hope I'm not contradicting myself when I say yes. Have you done Get a Damn Drink before? Yes. I know yes, Aria it was one did, of your down, and it was I one of the down I did. No, I don't think I've done Get a Damn Drink. You, no, John Luke did drag Connor... Yeah, but that was John. That was John Luke. But I think that's where we established whether or not Connor gets blackout drunk. No, we definitely did do it three times. Mine was definitely the third time it happened because I remember making the joke that I'm the only one who could do this responsibly. Hey, somebody actually rolled higher than a nine. I'm pretty sure I remember Connor getting absolutely annihilated. Arya got a damn drink the first time. And rolled a nine or less. Yeah. And somebody else did it the second time, and I'm pretty sure it was Connor. And I'm pretty sure you also got fucking annihilated. No, I think Connor got the 10 to 19. But all of this is sort of beside the point. We are recreating Connor's alcohol tolerance in the moment. <laughs> there's getting drunk at a bar and then there's getting drunk at a bar with a pirate yeah honestly there therein lies the difference there's getting drunk at a bar and then there's getting drunk with a pirate in order to get into his good graces and i think at at that point you're probably entering blackout drunk so here's what i will say is that connor you spend all afternoon and a good part of the evening Helping the bar staff spike all the barrels they've brought in, imported specifically for this day, for this event. And when the bartender's face goes pale as he looks off into the distance, you spot what he's seeing. And it's someone new, another newcomer who had just arrived on a boat. You've seen that the pirate scouts or heralds or whatever purpose they serve who come ahead of the main fleet has arrived and you're in the middle of doing bad things to the alcohol they will be drinking and so in that moment you make a snap decision you decide to go out there and befriend that pirate to keep them busy Keep them from noticing what is happening to all of the alcohol. You remember drinking twice, suggesting 
a uh, contest. And then the next thing you remember, you wake up, you are in this sort of shack attached to a much larger, I wouldn't say grander, but certainly grander by comparison to where you're staying right now. It appears to be you're on two cots that have been shoved together to create sort of a double wide bed. Uh, the pirate is sleeping next to you. You seem to be missing several articles of clothing. <laughs> yeah, tracks so far. I will allow you to choose the gender of the pirate, incidentally. Uh, male. Connor is not interested in women. Okay. That's why I wanted to... Uh, why I wanted to know. Okay. And, uh... The hangover is intense. You know about the whole drinking water thing, but... You must have left that aside somewhere during the contest. Listen. Listen. These drinks contain water in them, or at least they contain liquid in them, is just as good as water. That's the rationale we're gonna go with. <laughs> Eventually, the uh, pirate wakes up, looks over at you, uh, smirks, says, uh, Man, that was impressive. So am I now a pig fucker by proxy, or what? <laughs> What can I say? We pig fuckers get a lot of practice. Fucking pigs. <laughs> that is the worst. That is just the worst. <laughs> if there was a pos- if there was any possibility of a relationship, it is if, if there was any possibility. It's just it's not it's just no longer you vaporized it. That is the most unsexy thing you could have said. <laughs> Honestly, you do get the pirate to laugh. That was what I was going for more than being sexy. It was a laugh. <laughs> I guess you'll do. Mm. By the way, shame about the contest. But uh, a wager is a wager. And at this, reaches beneath the cot, holds up your firearm, waves it at you. Yes, of course. Uh, that's what I wagered. <laughs> Very unconvincingly. Yes, no, I, I completely remembered what happened last night. Mm-hmm. The pirate doesn't seem bothered by this. He does continue. Well, this one's mine. But if you say to Aliki what you have said to me, eh, maybe she will give you a new one. Maybe. He gets up. Does not seem to be as bothered by a hangover as you are. Puts on his clothes, stows away three pistols, including yours. And uh, just uh, at this moment, though, it gets a bit awkward as he says, I, I do hope you know that this was just, I mean. Oh, by all means, I don't. Like, if, if I see you again, in the fleet, and, uh... Understandable. I'm not looking for anything deeper myself. Yeah, good. That's that's good. It's just, it's, it's my, my family would never approve of a peacocker. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me liking men, it's me liking a peacocker. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, maybe we can do this again sometime. 
But, uh, good luck. Slaps you one more time. Still awkward. <laughs> Walks off. Connor does not feel awkward at all. So it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Connor does not have shame. No, Connor does not have romantic feelings. Bro, you're making this way weirder than it needs to be. <laughs> you got you got plastered and laid. Why why you gotta make it weird? Just come yeah, home. Why you gotta make it weird? Jesus Christ, dog. Yeah. <laughs> you had fun? As far as I know, I had fun. It's like whatever. Who gives shit? Alright, at that point, uh, Connor will get Pirate's dressed. Gone, and in that moment, you realize. Did he ever tell me his name? <laughs> he probably didn't. I just don't remember. Who cares? Why would you need to know it? Yeah. He's gonna die soon anyway. Anyway, uh, Connor will get dressed and attempt to meet up with the rest of his uh, menagerie. As a side note, I want to say that just, you know, Alan has been watching this shenan- well not watching the whole thing but <laughs> I hope you weren't right sure? up to the point Are where they sure? went to the show. <laughs> yeah. so Alan has been watching Connor get drunk with this pirate and then just watching this debauchery and then watching him go into the cabin and I imagine he has been you know telling John Luke about this shit the whole time yeah I will say that Alan did have a bad angle on Connor's shenanigans. So you, you get the sense of them, but you didn't get to witness them. And as for Jean-Luc, you arrive at the bar just in time to have missed Connor and the pirate. The bartender mm. does share with you the fact that Connor, somewhat selflessly, went over to distract the pirate. Uh, they got into a drinking contest. And then they got into a slapping contest. That was... <laughs> Actually, it's not that weird. It's sort of a regular occurrence. Then they were hitting each other, but on the face, with their lips. <laughs> <laughs> and then they left. He's the bravest man I have ever known. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he will still be alive tomorrow. All right, decant another Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta pop the top on the new one. And so, yeah, there was no mirror in the shack. And so you are completely unaware as you reconvene with Jean-Luc. And the, uh, let's see, the left side of your face is just still bright red and slightly inflamed. <laughs> Good morning. I don't think that's something I need to comment about. <laughs> That'll be a nice surprise when I finally do get to see a mirror. You know what? I'm concerned about this idiot's health. I will check his pupils. I will insist he drinks this tonic that I... is is just a pile of electrolytes. And just not make a big deal out of it. If he didn't fuck up the plan doing this, and if in fact he actually saved it, I don't got shit to say. Connor's horniness saved the day. Somehow. You're the greatest hero. <laughs> I'm the hero the Vanguard needs, not the one it deserves. Fast forward a bit. 
and Alan gets an amazing view of the fleet catastrophe as it floats up towards the port. It is actually quite fascinating to watch because, as I have mentioned before, there are a number of rafts and repurposed ships which serve as sort of anchor points for this massive flotilla that has been lashed together to create a floating city, the sides of which are studded with various speedboats and motorboats and jet skis and other fast watercraft, including, you note, more than one that seems to be capable of submerging. I'm just, I'm picturing uh, Fury Road meets Waterworld is what's going on in my head. That's actually fairly apt. Why would you combine the best movie ever with one of the worst? Because I couldn't think of another movie that takes place on the ocean that involves a big fleet of, like, haphazardly thrown-together ships, okay? Fair enough. Plus, Waterworld isn't that bad, and it is pretty much Mad Max on water. It's not a great film, but it's not, like, awful, like, its reputation is. The gills are dumb, alright? I'm not going to defend the gills. The gills are dumb. It's been years since I've watched the movie, so I... Yeah, the main thing is that it was extremely expensive to make because it's all on water. And it needed to do a hell of a lot better than it did to actually make a profit. It's not like fucking Pluto Nash where it's just atrocious all the way through. Oof. It's just a mediocre film. But getting back to the action, soon after you spot it, the flotilla starts to shatter. It's all of those small boats erupt from the sides of the main mass, and several of the larger ships emerge from the various ropes and wooden rafts that surround them in order to make landfall along with the smaller craft. With that said, a fairly significant portion of the flotilla is still out there, still far from land. And it's at a distance that you cannot estimate how many people are still on board. But from those ships and boats that are approaching the harbor, it's clear that the number who are going to land is easily in the hundreds, possibly into the thousands. Some of the vessels appear to be overloaded with passengers and skating dangerously close to the waterline. A few of them are equipped with those sort of water skis, much like your vessel that got you here was. Others appear to be much more primitive in design, nothing more than just the outboard motor strapped onto a hollow vessel, vaguely shaped in a hydrodynamic fashion. As for the ships, they are a motley assembly of former yachts, decommissioned warships, and even a couple of wooden vessels that you imagine must have been created simply for the sake of historical recreation. Or they did a Home Depot transport ship. It's just like, well, we got a bunch of wood. 
There are a few like that, but most of the we've got a bunch of wood seems to be put into the sort of rafts that combine the vessels together. And the noise of the engines driving into town is slowly eclipsed by the noise of the pirates as they land shouting gesturing firing weaponry into the air and it appears to be what you would call a controlled chaos as those officers amongst the pirates direct their uh, followers towards specific areas of the dockside taverns and brothels and other such locations and then let them loose into the interior. The locals have gone through this song and dance enough times that those who are supposed to be serving them have already gotten everything arranged gotten mugs out ready to serve, gotten uh, ladies out ready to serve, and men. And uh, all those who would prefer to stay away from the pirates have quietly, before their arrival, entered their homes, locked the doors, and uh, ushered their children ahead of them. So with all of this happening, what are the three of you up to? I think I am hanging back and waiting for Alan to give me something to do, because this is kind of his show. Yeah. Okay, so my stated purpose for this sniper's nest uh, was to observe like any kind of patrol routes, look for trouble, all of that. So that's like first and foremost what I want to do. Of the people who are still on the boats, like, is there a set patrol route? Do they have a changing of the guard? Uh, and the people, on, you know, the pirates that have come along the islands, are there, like, leaders? Is there anyone actually directing this, or is it just kind of a free-for-all? That's what I'm looking for, and I am fully prepared to roll for this. Well, the first thing I can give you for free is that there is definitely nothing like military police amongst this crowd. The most order you can see is that each crew of pirates has someone in charge. They might call them captains or lieutenants or some other fun made-up name, but they're definitely the officers amongst the pirates. And while they are essentially herding their crew, through Ithaca's entertainments. They don't seem either capable or inclined towards actually keeping them in line or keeping them contained. Individual crew members seem to peel off from the group regularly as they find their own preferred form of entertainment, which perhaps does not require a crowd to be with them as they indulge themselves. Now, if you are searching for Alaki herself, you have memorized her likeness from when Peter Palemos briefed you about her. 
but picking her out of this chaotic crowd is going to take some doing. The other thing I can give you for free. While the remainder of the catastrophe fleet is uh, still too distant for you to clearly see what everyone is doing, based on the amount of movement you are able to detect, it does seem to be a lot more orderly than what is happening on the docks. Okay. The pirates here clearly live by the creed, work hard, play hard. Everybody dance now! That's the Simpsons reference. I, I, I get, I, I understood the reference. Thank you. I thought it was a song reference. No, it's, it's that episode where Homer's trying to make Bart more masculine and he takes him to a steel factory. Hmm. I mean, that's like a part of the episode, but... Anyway. Spot check. Yeah. I don't expect I'll actually find her, but I will attempt to find her. See if I can see her and then track her. Now, I would like to bring my background in this, because I am a special forces, kind of like this whole, you know, spec ops. This is sort of the thing I was literally trained to do, so... Alright. I can't give you much for succeeding, but in exchange, it's just going to be the ten. Okay. And yeah, you get the background. Not sure if I was clear about that. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Well, it's... It's a 17 anyway, Andy. Yeah. 20 doesn't mean anything more. Rolled anyway. I love all the big numbers. Uh, Alright. And accuracy is just an extra D6, man. Yeah. Yep. And 19. Alright. You definitely spot Alaki. She is definitely on Ithaca. Sadly, you do not get a clean shot. Well, no, that's not the plan right now. I just want to know where she is so that I know. I know. I'm, I'm just explaining how and when you see her. She is surrounded by generally much more serious-looking pirates. That is a relative description. They aren't what you would call like the Secret Service absolute bricks of emotion. They, they haven't gotten that far. But that is how they seem when they are compared to the revelry happening around them. As it is, they are surrounding Aliki and their movement prevents you from getting a clean shot and fairly soon they disappear behind the buildings that obstruct your view of the main street. And I guess you believe she was going to your left, but soon after that, you lose track of her. Okay, well, I'll radio into the rest of the team. I spotted Alaki, so she's on the land, but I've lost sight of her. I'll keep an eye out. Everything seems... Uh, I hesitate to use the word normal, but everything seems normal right now. Skeleton crew on the boats. About enough people that I wouldn't want to go over there. It's not total chaos yet, but the drinking has just begun. What am I even doing? I'm doing whatever you told me to do. I established that already. The only thing Alan told you to do was go make yourself useful while he sits on a roof for 20 hours. 
I mean, I told you, to, I I told you to go get Connor because we left him alone in a bar full of alcohol and drugs. And then it became the next day. So, I have collected our third, and like I said, this is your show, so I'm doing what you tell me to do. Was the plan not to try to and to like convince the pirates that we want to join? I thought the plan was just you're gonna. We're, we're waiting until everybody is knocked the fuck out by all the heroin we put in their alcohol, and then you're gonna pop the leader. So really the question is, do you want to make yourself scarce until then, or do you want to try and ingratiate yourself with the pirates? I want to do whatever Alan tells me to do. Well, my thought is that we want don't want to induce uh, any undue risk in here, so we don't need to ingratiate ourselves with the pirates, and we shouldn't. We should stay the hell out of the way. Connor did get that opportunity, though. I did. Connor wants to fucking bull rush his way into shaking hands with the leader lady, then he can feel free to. I'm not going anywhere near that shit. Yeah, also, you're kind of a, like a publicly known face. Yeah, I'm also huge and uh, <laughs> not, not famous, but... Uh, known. I was going to say that of all the times to use your backgrounds as difficulty dice, Jean-Luc's noble background would be one of them. Yeah. Does that get you something? No, it's just the GM can every once in a while be like, hey, your background actually makes things harder for you. You get a difficulty. Oh, okay. Incidentally, that is pretty much a free experience point. Yeah, I was going to say, I swear there's, like, an experience thing attached to it. Or am I thinking of invoking your burden? Like, capital B. Well, that that's something else you can do once you, if and when you get a burden. It's just that uh, one of the major ideals is I struggle with issues from my burdens or background. And so, yeah, if I make that mechanical, give you a difficulty die for your background, hey, free experience. Got it, got it. If you want something to actually do, you could keep an eye on the drugged alcohol to make sure it's not discovered. I mean, imagine we would know if it's discovered, but like, if like they're trying, if they're like getting suspicious of it, you could make steps to move and cut that off. Both you and Connor could do that, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I have a thought. I have a thought of a thing that I could potentially do here. So, th this this is a motley crew. There's going to be all shapes and sizes of human beings here, which means some of them are going to have lower tolerances for alcohol than others. And none of them are going to be watching how much they're drinking because it's party time. I, I want to I wanna do a tag team move here with Connor. I want to be wandering around best I can and just be like watching for any pirates that are taken too much too fast and might hit the ground too early and tip everybody off that there's something wrong and then if and when I identify such a target I want to send Connor in to deflect have them take a break drink some water something yeah okay 
Alright, I'll leave both of the checks on base difficulty. Unless one of you screws up. <laughs> Alrighty. Rolling patch. That's an 11. Ooh! <laughs> the the rolls are slowly getting worse. <laughs> Alright, and then um, I'm gonna roll charm, I guess, just to make sure that, like, hey, just pace yourself. Just... Just to convince them without offending them. Yeah. If you want to go all night, you gotta cut it with some water, have some saltines. That's a 24! Much better than me. Hang on, hang on. I would just like to point out that Jean-Luc basically said, Hey, pirate, would you prefer some grog and hardtack? (laughs) (laughs) All right. With your careful inspection of the pirates and convincing discussions about pacing oneself and how the fun does not have to end quickly if you don't let it, you hop from bar to bar and you manage to avoid having any of the pirates go down too quickly, too suspiciously. But as the evening draws on, the sun approaches, the water, the drugs are taking their toll, and many of the pirates are having, to them, unexpected reactions to the alcohol. And the evening, as it goes on, steadily gets quieter instead of more raucous. If I may pop in here, I don't know if you'll ask me for a roll for this or not, but I would be looking for this moment of sea change to tell Alan to get off his perch and get down here to get the deed done. Sounds reasonable. Alright. Things progress quickly at that point. Since uh, something folks at home should know is never mix opioids with alcohol. Yeah, don't mix uppers and downers, kids. Well, actually, that's downers and downers. Yeah, this isn't about uppers and downers. This is about magnifying effects to the point where your lungs relax and stop breathing. Yeah, it's bad. Don't do it. Drugs are cool, but used correctly. Look at me. You can haul 10,000 pounds of heroin These statements are not FDA approved. (laughs) They are? Shit. I have to change some signage. Colin's gonna lose his medical license over a fucking podcast. (laughs) We aren't doctors. We don't even play ones on podcasts. Well, I played a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. (laughs) I played a scientist once. Eh. So, at this point, I would like one of you, and Alan can do this as well, since he's come down for his perch, I'd like one of you to make some sort of notice or spot check. That's not me. Spot check, man. Roll spot check dice. Awareness. My spot check is only two right now. The only other thing I would have would be, like, word on the street, but that's also a two. Could I argue read a situation? Or is it specifically to look for something? Read a situation would work, and if you're the one rolling, I would also allow your spec ops background 
Okay, and that, get, that gets me an accuracy, right? Yes. Awesome, awesome. Okay, I needed that accuracy dice. That is an 18. 18. Your uh, spidey sense is tingling. Something feels off, and at first you don't know why or what. But as you pull your fellow conspirators into a shadowed alley between two of the buildings, you notice Aleki, along with a number of her subordinates, her own personal crew that landed with her, you noticed earlier, they have left the bar that they were in, and while they are playing at bar hopping, at being drunk, firing their weapons randomly, as the rest of the pirates have stopped doing, something about this situation feels off. She's not as sedated as she should be. She's developed an immunity to Iocane powder. Alright, uh... Nerd. I'm just gonna be like, alright. Something is off here. Aleki seems a little too relaxed, doesn't it? Is that just me? No, it doesn't seem like it. That looks like a woman who has not had enough to drink of our special sauce. I phrased that terribly. I'm so sorry. You should be. Alright. So, she is going to be highly suspicious, so I don't think going to get our easy target. We need to adjust the plan quickly. Unless you can just get her from right here. Ah. <laughs> I take it that's a no. No, 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 no. I have a few different ways of doing this, actually. I am all ears. Oh, I'm not talking character right now. Hold on. So, if I could get up to her, I could literally just, you know, tear throat. Yep. You can get within arm's reach. You can just kill her. Just, just kill. Just, just kill. Just kill her. Or, I also have Pounce. Uh, I can take an action before any NPCs have a chance to act, giving you a free roll. Uh, hostile NPCs can't deal harm or consequences to you as part of this roll, although they, you can still fail or suffer consequences normally. So I could just be like, alright, fine, and just pop, and hopefully not fuck the roll up. Here, you can borrow then... my gun! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that if you want to jump into the midst of Aleki's party, that will require a roll. And so if you want to use Pounce on that and then Tear Throat, there is no action economy. You are allowed to do that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can... I, I can just... Okay. I mean, you're playing a wolf, and you want to Pounce and then Tear someone's throat. Alright! That sounds very wolfy to me. That <laughs> seems unfair, but I'll take it. Well, if you want fairness, go get your mechs. <laughs> Alright, so I'm just gonna... Hold on. First I'm gonna pour a... No. I'm gonna pour a beer and then say, hold my beer. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can't guarantee we'll be, still be here when you're back, but... 
I've got ways to back you up on this, depending on how it goes. I'm... I mean, I will probably need somebody to cover me as I skedaddle after the fact, but yeah. Alright, yeah. so here's what I'm gonna do. is After you say... Well, what did you say? Something along the lines of, unless you want to act now. I, I forget the exact wording, but it was something to the effect of, unless you can take the shot from right here. I pause for a moment and I go, hmm, stay here, cover me. And then I just kind of like slip out of your line of sight. One moment I am there and then the next moment I am moving down the street. And you aren't really sure of when that happened. I lean slightly to double check their position, and then when I look back, you're you you've Batmaned me. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I didn't see anything. You're just fucking not where we are anymore. Yeah, one moment I'm there, I'm literally gone. Then you look, and you look with Alki, and I'm just behind them. Well, we'll we'll see how that goes because this is what the role is, and I'm going to tell you this: it's going to be difficult. That means it cancels out your special ops die. Fair enough. I'll burn a stress to fucking help. I don't think you are capable of helping in this instance. Okay. What equipment do I have on me right now? Did I bring my... I think I might still have my... Um, yeah, I still have my stealth hard suit. <laughs> Alright, yeah, you can give your... Uh, get a second accuracy die from that. For a net total of one. And then I'm gonna... I'm gonna say acts unseen or unheard is probably the role of choice here. Yeah, I don't see how anything could be more apt than that. Alright, here we go. So, well... Oh, wait! Wait! You get another accuracy dice because my charm roll triggers my my thing. Oh, yeah, the, uh... But you only you already rolled a five. You can only, It would only be one better anyway. The spectacular flourish is recharged because of that. But do, do make a note that it has been spent. Because it is it is not up to you to choose which action it is. It works right, on. It's, it, it's the next one. So actually, it, it would have been spent on Rita's situation. It wouldn't have been helpful anyway. All right, all right, never mind then. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Everything totaled up. It's a 12 anyway. Yeah. I think 12 was good, right? Yeah. Oh, 12 is enough? I thought it was a difficult. Oh. Oh, no, difficult. Difficulty, not difficult. Yeah, difficult adds a difficulty die. I I did not say risky. Risky. Okay. I, I need to learn the fucking terminology. All right, so that was risky enough. Risky and heroic. Yes, that's good. 12 got gotcha. you. You successfully just insert yourself into the middle of their little circle of elite pirates. None of them even notice it happening until you are... Until you kill her. <laughs> yeah, just invisible, right up behind her. No wasted motion, just grab head, slit throat, and gone. Well, well not gone, but like, you know, backing away. Whether or not I actually get away cleanly, different story. Question, though, real quick, because I've read the text on Tear Throat, and you have to make a choice there on no, either... he doesn't. I make the choice. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, just not using this ability until next time. At the end of a session, 
Doesn't seem After fair, killing yeah. one of three main targets, that ain't gonna swing it. No, my friend, you are getting a burden. Yay. A burden. Alright. Burden. A bourbon. That's the first time that's happened. Yeah. And it's not because of running out of stress, but because that is the cost. That is the price of killing. I get to choose what kind of burden. And so for this case, this scenario, I believe I will be choosing the uh, six-segment burden. That is the second minor burden. The name of this burden is going to be Back Issues. Because while you get up to her, while you slit her throat, while she dies gasping for air and drowning in her own blood, as you attempt to escape, you get shot in the back. Your armor deflects most of the damage, but now you have back issues. Hmm. Cool. Back issues. Description. Oof, ouch, my back. Incidentally, if you invoke a burden during a session to give yourself a difficulty die, you will get a free experience point aside from all of your ideals experience points. Huh. And you'll be able to heal your burdens automatically with free rolls between missions. But as for right now, your back is killing you. You have not been taken out or broken, as the term is, because that is separate from burdens. But, uh, as far as getaways go, that's about as clean as you probably could have hoped for. Uh, <clears throat> <coughs> fuck. Uh. Is he being chased? Does it look like whoever shot him is going to fire again? I mean, I think I got away is the point of that. Yeah. Alright. That's the main thrust, is that... But imagine the pirates are now upset. During the escape, you got shot in the back. And as that's going on, and as the other two of you are still deciding how to contribute to this situation, you start to hear a ruckus coming from the wine-dark sea as lights and fires start springing out amongst the flotilla. It would seem the cavalry has arrived. <laughs> I was literally, my thing was I was literally going to say, well, all right, call Peter. Shit's about to get weird. The three members of the Palemos crew who came with you and who had separated from you during your time on Ithaca at this point show up. You don't know exactly what they've been up to this whole time, but what you do know is that they have several long knives, all of which have blood on them. And the one who was your pilot says, in Delphian, Time to go. Couldn't agree more. Good to see you, gentlemen. <coughs> I think I broke a rib. Not saying anything, I am just standing very close to Alan. If I turn my head, he disappears. <laughs> The remainders of uh, Aliki's inner circle, having seen all of the fires coming from the flotilla, hearing the explosions going off, 
have suddenly found themselves with something better to do than chase down an assassin, especially an invisible one. And as for the rest of the pirates on shore, you see some of them attempting, desperately stumbling towards the boats, but passing out on the streets, and there are precious few of them able to even get that far. And as you make your exit from Ithaca, I believe it's a good moment to call an end to tonight's session. Yeah, that seems like a good point. Yeah, that, and I, f- I figured you were trying to get us in the direction of ending, but I was sitting here like, alright, alright, I got force of will, and I got the wall. I got this shit lined up. I'm gonna make sure that Alan and Connor get out of there super safe. I'm gonna use all my cool powers. Yeah, problem is that your powers are mostly useful when people stop rolling so well. Yeah. I almost fucked that roll up. Yeah, you got close by the end there. But you still never rolled lower than a 10 all. Hey, I did a murder. Okay, let's... Alec's final thoughts were probably interesting. Somebody's <laughs> drinking my crew. Where's my blood? <laughs> this is exceptionally suspicious. Also, I seem to be missing my throat. In case you were wondering, she had a prosthetic liver. Uh, <laughs> ah, that's very pirate pig liver. Let's see. So, I, the Harlequin, my major ideals are: I addressed issues with cunning, subterfuge, or deceit. I, I think, getting you blackout drunk and having sex with, sex with a pirate counts. Yes. Yeah. Subterfuge. <laughs> subterfuge. Emphasis on the sub. specifically doing that in order to deflect attention off of your plan to poison all the rest of the pirates brings it to subterfuge i expressed my heritage background or beliefs through my actions you always had a drink when no one was paying attention true yes i that is that that did happen I'm not sure if that's your background or your beliefs, but it's definitely one of them. Yeah, it's one of them. Uh, I struggled with issues from my burdens or background. I don't have any burdens in my... I don't think I struggled with issues from my background. And the minor ideal I chose is... I don't think I've chosen this one before. Is I struggled against or humiliated the powerful. And yet we, we struggled against a pirate queen for a, the entire session, so I think that counts. I'd say it's a bit iffy, but I'll let you have it. I will say that if you had chosen I charmed my way out of a charged situation, that that one would have definitely hit. Yeah, I was expecting more stuff involving the queen than us, like, just sneaking around for the most part, which is why I chose struggled against and humiliated the powerful. I really wish I had chosen charmed my way out of a charged situation, even though, like, I, I'm still, you're still letting me have it, because that would have been, like much more appropriate okay I address challenges with precision coldness or intimidation I would say yes <laughs> did slit a woman's throat precision and coldness yes I express my heritage background or beliefs or my actions I was a very good spec ops boy today you were uh, I struggled with issues for my burdens or background 
Not so much. Hey, you, you got it primed for next time. Yeah, I gained a burn, so there, there we go. My minor ideal was, uh, because I... Last time I picked, I showed someone how to summon. I don't think you could do the same one twice in a row, so... Uh, see, I picked, I revealed an ugly truth about the world, and I don't really think so. It'll depend on whether or not any of Aliki's inner circle survives this whole mess, but you did show that, like, the powerful are never safe. I think pirates, of all people, would already know that one. <laughs> okay. I mean, we already know that uh, Alan will just fucking kill you. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's, that's not new. <laughs> Plenty of ugly truths, but nothing revealed in particular this session. Ugly truth about the world. There is a dude alive somewhere who is a fucking ghost and will just kill you if he sets his mind to it. Give him half a reason. You'll die. Hmm. Yeah. Give him even a quarter of a reason. You snitch, you're dead. Enjoy sleeping for the rest of your life knowing that that's a true thing about the world. <laughs> Speaking of true things, Titan? Nature ideals. I definitely addressed a challenge with strength today. Went out of your way to do so. Did I express my heritage, background, or beliefs through my actions at any point today? Same instance. Flashback. Yep. I was gonna say. Okay. I specifically avoided having to struggle with my background, but Bobbin said, hey, uh, I'll give you difficulty dice if you try and make rolls right now, and then I didn't. <laughs> so, nope. mm -hmm. I just realized that next next episode I am going to struggle with issues from my burdens, which is also my back. Yeah. <laughs> your burdens or your back on the ground. The minor ideal that I picked was I protected someone weaker than myself. I don't know if you will allow me to take having that medical scouting role, making sure people didn't take too much too fast. Like, that might have saved somebody's life. I don't know if you'll allow me to take that. I will. I had, I had the same thought, in fact. I mean, of course, it was kind of negated by the uh, Palemos crew slitting everyone's throats as they were asleep, but, uh, you know, it's the thought that counts. There might have been an survivor at some point. Somebody might have gotten missed. I'm sure they were too rushed to kill every pirate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they were not too rushed to kill every pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The boons. Oh, right. The boons. Yeah, I forgot about my boon. At the end of the session, if there's a particularly funny or, cha or chaotic moment or scene, describe it and give someone who is part of the fun or chaos 1xp. I think there were at least two, but I'm going to give the one that doesn't give me extra XP, and that is uh, the part where Jean Luc there just lifted an entire four foot by four foot by four foot block of heroin by himself. <laughs> John, will go ahead and get an extra experience point. Okie doke. Question. What are the other two's experience numbers at right now? 
four out of eight. Six out of eight. Okay. Because my boon of iron could be given to either one of you, and I want to give it to whomever is furthest back. Yeah. That's fair. Because I... Somebody this session certainly did perform an extraordinary or inspiring feat of athleticism, acrobatics, or physical force. Which was, again, me lashing a 64 cubic feet of heroin to my back and running it to town from the middle of the island up and down hills by myself. And both of you witnessed that. I feel like Alan definitely witnessed it more and in a much yeah. funnier way. So I don't even feel bad about giving you the XP for it. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's fair. Thank you. And just so we're all clear, you can give your boon XP to yourself. If so, if so inclined. Yeah. I don't like doing that unless I'm, like, really far behind, so I try to give it to other people. Yep. Just making sure we're all on the same page. In any event, that's all the XP, and that's all the action. I will say, I think it has been a bit of a time since the last mech battle, so you'll have to excuse me if I do a bit of railroading for you to start suddenly in your mechs in the next session. But all will be explained when it happens. And it's going to be an interesting setup for a mech battle. Not as straightforward as usual. Cool. Can't wait. It gives me a chance to try out my Unraveler in my Wandering Nightmare. So that'll be Indeed. fun. Indeed. Same. I got all kinds of cool shit to debut. I'm so excited. And as for everyone else... Thank you all for joining, thank you all for listening, and I hope I'll see you again next time. <laughs>